Hey everybody, my name is Giovanni, host of All Dead Jazz, and welcome back to another episode. And I just wanted to say Happy New Year to all my listeners. It's 2024. My family and I had a wonderful holiday vacation. I was off all last week. I had about a good 10 days off. So many things that we did and didn't do, which wasn't really a, a bad thing. I do like to take it easy from time to time, but let's jump right into it and get the episode started. So now that the holidays are over, I just kind of wanted to talk about what my family and I did briefly. Uh, again, it wasn't uh, that we went anywhere awesome or anything. We actually did stay local here in Ilsan, um, but we actually had a splendid time. For example, on Christmas, Christmas Day, we hosted a few teachers from my uh, from my workplace, and a mutual friend of ours who came with her husband and daughter, who was around the same age as my my son, and gosh, we were hosting them for well over maybe eight, nine hours. We, we had an early uh, meetup time, so we could have an early lunch. We just listened to music and hung out, talked, ate, drank, you know, the typical things that you do on a uh, a holiday party, right, a Christmas party. And then in the middle of the week, we actually got snowed out, especially in Seoul. We got hit with a lot, a lot of snow, a couple inches. Um, and so what my family and I did, we actually went out one day and just built a snowman. Because why the hell not, right? In one of my videos on Instagram, there was a a video, a clip of me just rolling like this ball of snow that got to at least maybe three feet high, and it just kept going and going and going. And my kids and I, we just had a blast building like a five, six foot snowman at the local park nearby, and it was great because we got to do like a whole lot of sledding. Um, the time that it didn't snow, we actually went up north to Paju where there's like this um, artificial snow place that's like a, a man-made, uh, what, what the hell is it called? <laughs> like a man-made uh, sledding rink. So I took the kids up there with my wife, and we just went sledding for a couple hours and grabbed some barbecue for lunch and sled a little bit more before coming back home. But uh, I, I thought it was pretty eventful. You know, the days that my wife had to go to work, I just stayed at home with the kids, and we kind of just played with all the toys and games that Santa brought this year. And then for New Year's Eve, we decided to head down to Seoul just for a couple hours. We went all around, like, you know, the Insadong area. We went to a Buddhist temple to kind of uh, make our wishes for the new year. And then we went down to uh, the Chungachon stream for the Seoul. I think they had this Seoul, what was it called? Seoul Festival lights, some lantern lights that they put over the stream. I hadn't been there in well over maybe a decade. That was the last time I, I went to uh, Seoul for the holidays. So it was it was a memorable moment, especially when we approached the famous bell that all the uh, Koreans gather on New Year's Eve, right uh, during the ball drop, what would be the ball drop for us. It's typically like the president of Korea and, you know, like politicians and top like Korean influencers of the year. But I don't believe the president made an appearance but it was cool knowing that you know i could take my kids 
to the site. You know, there were cameras everywhere, reporters, and people taking lots of selfies and stuff. And my wife herself was actually interviewed by a reporter, which we thought was pretty cool. It was pretty interesting to kind of give our little wishes for the new year, hoping that, you know, we're all healthy. And with me leaving to Portland in a couple months, that, you know, the process of us being reunited will just be a quick and smooth one. So fingers crossed. But today I'm going to focus on raising children in the digital age uh, specifically, right? So I'm going to be diving into the world of parenting in this digital era. I'm going to discuss maybe some opportunities, some hurdles that come with raising kids in this now tech-savvy environment that we live in, right? And how significant parenting is nowadays in comparison to 30 years ago when, you know, technology was just slowly beginning to it be introduced into into homes. I remember having, you know, dial-up internet in the mid-90s and listening to, like, AOL and the whole, like, uh, that, that noise, right, the dial-up tone just to get on there. Um, but, yeah, it's different. Now children have access to all this information, right? Sometimes my kids know more about how to navigate the iPad better than I do, and they're only, what, five and not even one years old? My son's already playing with the Apple TV remote, purchasing subscriptions he shouldn't be purchasing and accessing videos that he likes to watch. So, you know, you got to stay five steps ahead, pass code and lock everything. I actually had to do that today with my iPad. So the first thing I want to talk about, obviously, are the positives, right? What are the positives of having technology in the home? How can parents leverage digital tools to enhance their parenting experience? I briefly mentioned having an iPad. I do have a, a Mac, an iPhone, right? I am just an Apple guy. But I make sure that everything is secure at all times. Ever since there was that hiccup a couple weeks ago where my son did buy a one-month Apple subscription. Freaked me the hell out because I was at work and I got the notice. But it was all resolved. Got the money back. I locked everything up just because that's what I had to do in the first place. So... But having the iPad, I just found it recently. It's been sitting in my office. I've been getting into like a, a lot of reading rate lately. And so I finally, you know, decided to dust it off, charge it. And now I strictly use it only for reading, only for educational purposes. And I've removed all the apps that are not educational. I simply downloaded things like uh, Apple Books, uh, the Kindle Book app. And there's one that I use from Khan Academy. That's the Khan Academy Kids app. And my kids absolutely love it. They can use it to read stories. They've got math and reading and phonics lessons in there. And it's absolutely free. Free is my favorite word. I mean, I will purchase something if I feel it's beneficial. But for the most part, I'm going to look for a free option first and foremost. So as long as my children are utilizing you know, the iPad to the best of their potential... I don't see a big problem with it. Technology can truly be a powerful ally for parents. From educational apps like the Khan Academy to communication platforms, whether that's you know Zoom or Skype, allowing for parents to stay connected to their kids. I know once I leave the country and I'm thousands of miles away from my kid, I'm going to want to see them all the time, right? So by engaging with them virtually, Knowing that we can still communicate and still be a family miles apart, that is really essential for me. Um, but interactive learning apps, especially now, it can supplement traditional education. It can make learning fun. My kids, you know, 
like me, they do like the hardcover books, but I think now they're kind of making the transition to the ebooks, which I find, you know, really entertaining. They got wonderful music. They're very interactive. It helps build their skills. So that's a, that's a huge, huge plus. Now, obviously, with most positives, you have to reconsider the devil's advocate, right? You have to realize, okay, what is the first con? What is the first con that comes to mind? Well, I think it's the most obvious one, and that's screen time. How do we limit screen time? Striking a balance between screen time and other activities is extremely crucial, without a doubt. As parents, we need to establish you know, clear rules and boundaries. We need to encourage a healthy relationship with technology, whether that relationship is setting a time limit. Okay, you get 15 minutes of reading a book. Or you get 15, 20 minutes of watching, you know, a video on like nature or animals, something of that sort. I can't tell you the number of times I've just read articles, especially here in Korea, how children as young as maybe age seven or eight have to go to like uh, see like psychologists because they are addicted to their devices. It's because they have like unlimited time with them. And I know it's not just Korean kids. I'm sure it's a, it's a global issue. I'm sure I've seen many kids with their phones, you know, on TikTok or whatever social platforms they're on nowadays and just endlessly just scrolling things unchecked without any supervision at all. God knows what they're putting out there on the internet. You don't know who's watching the material, who's watching your kids. And so I'm very wary about, you know, what I like to post. Just last week, I just like purged all my friends on my social medias because I rarely use Facebook. I rarely use Instagram. I think I'm both of them combined, I must have dropped like 200 friends easily. Because after a while, you know, the older you get, you realize like, hey, how many people do I really need in my life? You know, I'm not really looking to make that many friends. I can afford to lose five, maybe to 100 virtual friends, give or take. Um, but that's, that's just my two cents on that. But it's also another thing I want to address now that I'm talking about it. It's important to be aware of online safety. Right. As your kids are navigating social media and other digital spaces, you kind of want to have communication about these issues, because, again, anybody can be a target. Anybody can be out there, even looking through your own social media, trying to use your life and your kids information to get through to you, whether it's a scam or something like that. So you really just want to do your due diligence and kind of stay on top of that. But, yeah, I mean, as I'm just kind of just shooting things off the top of my head, it's, you know, it's important to demonstrate like healthy tech habits. Just engage with your children in their digital world, like play games together, explore apps, have open conversations about their online experience. Don't just hand them an iPad and say, all right, read this book. No. When I read to my kids, they have the option of like letting the iPad read. Like I turn that off. Like I like to read with my kids. I like to put in the good sound effects and you know, change the voices for each character because it's interactive. I think they kind of get a kick out of that. It's it's soothing to hear their own father's voice reading to them at night. I think that's really important. And especially when my daughter now, she's five years old, I'm going to teach her to read. Like my biggest goal this year, my first resolution of 2024 is to have my daughter reading before I leave. Because I was, I was a late reader myself. I must have been at least like a going on six before I read my first book. I, I can't really remember. Um, but I just want my daughter, you know, kind of be a step ahead. She's going to be starting a new school in March. And I just want her to feel like comfortable and confident with her, her reading and her literacy skills. 
So whenever I find that, you know, whenever we come home and we're doing uh, homework together, I'm always asking her probing questions. I'm never just having her do something. So if she's reading a story, I'm going to ask her questions about the story. Oh, who is this character? What is this character doing? How does this character feel? How would you feel if you were this character, right? That way she's engaged. She's just learning from it. And that way she's just not staring at a screen. When we go out to eat, my kids, like, we rarely look at phones. Like, I love just having a conversation with my family. I like talking to my kids while we eat. Sometimes, you know, especially for Gianna, because he's still only one years old, he's just fussy. He doesn't want to eat. So then, you know, my wife and I will will bust out the phones and play like Baby Shark or some YouTube video. But even while they're just doing that, we're still talking. I still try to get them like involved. It's not like other parents where I look across and they just gave up. They're just like, all right, here, here's your iPad. Here's your phone. Watch it so I can eat in peace. And they're kind of just cut off, right? And then you create that distance between you and your child. And that's the last thing I want to do. That's the very last thing, especially because I'm leaving my kids soon. But um, that's just that's just what I think. And that's just how I feel. So, yeah. So just to kind of highlight, to kind of summarize the pros, it's good to utilize, you know, educational apps. If we're going to utilize technology with our children, whether it's, you know, phones, Apple TVs, whatever it is, just make sure that they're learning something from it. Make it beneficial. Khan Academy, again, first thing I found, super helpful. Again, it's not sponsored. <laughs> I'm just giving kudos to them because I just love the concept that the creator believes in free education for everyone worldwide, right? Education should be accessible to everybody of all ages. Uh, I agree with that a million percent. But regulate screen time and try to avoid addiction if you can. Really engage with your, with your, with your children. I'm a big fan of hardcover books, a huge fan. I love having like a well-stacked library. I've always had uh, lots of books. But I think now that I'm, you know, I'm an expat and I'm constantly moving all the time, I am just going to kind of narrow it down. So I've been looking at getting in, uh, into like e-books, like, right, e- e-readers, whatever they're called. No, e-books, right? Jesus Christ. Just kind of to show you how, how out of the loop I am. But, yeah, so I'm just using my wife's mini iPad, right? I think it's the second generation, so it's 10 years old. But it still works. Like, it's still good enough. It's good enough for me. And eventually, once I'm settled in the States, maybe I'll, I'll pick up a Kindle. Because there's just nothing more satisfying in the world than just finding a book and just reading it and just getting lost and just leaving reality behind and just escaping to somebody else's world, right? Just from their, their literature themselves. So that's basically all I want to talk about. So I'll leave you all to it. I've got uh, quite a busy weekend ahead of me that I'll be discussing next week in my next uh, episode. So thank you so much for listening. Happy New Year.